Guess what time it is? It's Spritz O'Clock. Good afternoon, girlies, and welcome back to the Spritz O'Clock podcast, where each week my bestie and I talk about all things girl talk, navigating your 20s, and our best advice. My name's Amanda. And I'm Reeves. And this week we are doing another Q&A episode. So the last Q&A episode that we recorded is actually like, it's one of our most listened to episodes, right? I think it's number two or number three. So we didn't know how much you guys like asking questions and getting answers. So we thought it would be fun to do another one of these. I think going forward, we'll probably do one like once a quarter or something but Mm -hmm. we got a lot of good questions from you guys i posted a box on my instagram story this morning and said reese and i are recording a q a episode what do you guys want to know and i do want to preface like no question is ever off limits with these we love the juicy questions we love to spill the tea this is a very like i don't know loosey-goosey environment i feel like i always want to be super like honest open yeah just like i'll talk about whatever so nothing's off limits nothing's off limits um and if it is we just won't address it but like (laughs) anyways that's what we're talking about today but before we get into all the q a let's give ins and outs of the week okay reeves okay so my end this week i've decided that i'm not i've always been the kind of person who will just like try to save everything like I'll, like, save my nice perfumes for a special occasion or, like, I won't use my nice dinner plates or, like, just, like, random things. I'll just try to save stuff or, like, nice candles. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to wait to burn that. But I just feel like I don't need to save everything for a special occasion. Like, every day is special. I need to be using everything that I have. Literally, why am I saving this stuff? Like, for what? No. I think that's so true. It's like the Olsen Birkenbag theory. Yeah, just bang it up. Bang it up. You bought it to use it. You didn't buy it so it could sit at the top of your closet and collect dust. Exactly. Like, there's no point in owning that if you Mm -hmm. guys aren't familiar with that little, I guess I'm coining it, the Olsen Birkenbag theory. But the Olsen twins are famous for carrying around these really beat up Birkenbags, which if you don't know, the Hermes Birkenbag is like an extremely sought after expensive designer handbag. And it's funny like they treat them like it is literally a grocery sack yeah like these girls are taking them everywhere they use them they set them down on the new york street floor floor ground ground, like whatever yeah they they're rough with them but i kind of love it because they they love them because they love them and they use them because they love them you know we're all gonna die one day so just use it all (laughs) yeah god you're not here forever but more use the stuff you bought exactly but i love that that's my end for the week so do you have an out oh of course i knew you so my out this week and it's really just a question okay so i've been going to the mall recently unfortunately the holidays are among us and i've been making some trips to the north park mall and you know when you're at like neiman's or nordstrom and you're trying on shoes Mm -hmm. why is it always like old men that are like assisting me with my shoe try on do you think they have like a foot fetish i'm like what attracts like a 50 something year old man like in a suit to this career like i'm not trying to drag these men that are like fitting my foot at nordstrom <laughs> with my like sam adelman booty but like why are they always like ma'am is there anything i can help you find today i'm like you don't know about Stuart Weitzman boots? I know you don't. Like, literally, who are you? Like, it should be, like, cute girls doing that, shouldn't it? Yeah, I agree. I feel like I, the last time I went to Neiman's and to Nordstrom, I was looking for shoes. It was such a horrible experience because this was at Nordstrom, actually. 
the manager, I guess, was on a microphone screaming all through Nordstrom being like, we have a number one by Sam Edelman. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, I'm not waiting in this line is a Target. This. Yeah. I was like, this is such a horrible experience and I'm leaving right now. What? Yeah, so that happened. That was at Nordstrom's. But anyways, I'm just like, why is it always old men? And it just kind of gives me the ick. Like if I was in charge of Nordstrom hiring, <laughs> I don't know if this is like inappropriate to say, but like I mean, like, there's just so many careers for old white men. Why are they the ones in the shoes? They're not in the clothes. They're just always in the shoes. Like, what is it about the shoe and the old white man in the suit? You're so right, because they're never in the cosmetics or the clothes. They're just always in the shoes. They're, like, lurking around the shoe department. Lurking. They're lurking and trying to assist me with my shoes, and I don't like it. Okay, that's a good, um, yeah, that's a good one. Chewing out? Yeah, um, so I have, like, had this realization now that i'm in my home era and i'm kind of like moving further out i'm still in dallas but she's moving like far away from uptown but she's still in dallas yeah so i have realized that i am so tired of going out like i (laughs) why do i always like ebb and flow with this but i feel like i've been in my going out era and now i'm just so tired of it like i'm tired of feeling the way I feel on the weekends and I feel like I haven't had a productive weekend except for like this weekend in so long and I feel like I'm always tired and I'm always tired during the week so I need to recharge on the weekends so therefore I feel like I'm about to stop going out as much because it just drains me it's not serving me right now I'm just crying because like a few weeks ago you were about to go to Las Vegas with a pilot and now you're like no I need to have a productive weekend (laughs) No, like, next week I'm fully going to be like, yeah, so I went out last weekend and, like, X, Y, Z happened. So, this week, going out is in. <laughs> you need to let loose with your friends. I can already picture you saying that. I feel like now that I'm going to have a house, I feel like my wild nights are going to be, like, me drinking wine by a fire outside. That's a vibe. Such a vibe. You know what I mean? So, and that's why these are ins and outs of the week, because they change. So, we have strong opinions loosely held. Don't hold it to me next week when I'm like, yep, I'm going out, girls. (laughs) Catch me at stands tonight. Picking up a TCU boy. (laughs) Vomit. Okay. Vomit. Anyways, um, what's your in? My in this week? Oh, this is going to be a hard week for that. Um, Just kidding. And this is a really weird kind of in. Like, just keep your open minds open. (laughs) <laughs> you know how you're talking about productivity uh-huh that's what got me thinking about this and so recently i've been coming to the conclusion that i'm wasting a lot of time in my days scrolling on social media mm-hmm. and so i have been in my calendar app scheduling what i'm doing in the day like in my work day like 10 to 11 i'm like going through my email and checking all my unread emails and responding to them like 12 to 2 i'm editing our podcast episode like things like that and it's been so helpful to assign tasks to time periods instead of just writing out my to-do list and then not designating when i'm doing them okay that's such a good idea so like yeah, this is actually a Molly, our therapist, um, actually was the one who originally gave me this idea. But she Love would, her. like, she would say, like, okay, if you have to edit the podcast episode and it's Monday and I'm writing out my to-do list, I, I'm not just going to write, like, edit 
Q&A episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write in the 12 to 2 spot on my calendar mm-hmm. editing Q&A episodes. So I know that during that time I'm doing that. Like just how like when you would have a meeting with someone, like if I have a call or whatever. Yeah. Like I know it's like 1 to one thirty, one to 2. I feel like this is going to be really good for you because you are so into your calendar and you love putting stuff on yeah. your calendar so and you use it so i feel like this is gonna be good for you yeah so that's been like my end i've really enjoyed that little hack um i should do that. and i think a to-do list is just really overwhelming when you don't know what what's happening at what time mm-hmm. like just looking at my to-do list and going i have to do all of this today but i don't know when i'm doing any of it is really stressful yeah so you just see this list looming yeah, over your head. When am I doing all this? It's like, okay, tonight from five to seven, I'm putting my shoes away and organizing them in my closet because yep. I still haven't done that. Gotta get that done. That's gotta get done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to adopt that. Like, even if it's just like I'm doing a house, like general house tidy up mm-hmm. from like six to seven tonight. That means like, okay, I'm going to like unload the dishwasher. I've been putting that off, whatever. I'm going to like stuff my duvet cover, like just like the random things yeah. that you haven't done. And then you just like put it and you're like, okay, I'm doing my chores seven to eight, whatever. I've got to do that. It's just really helped me. Moving into the Q&A section of this episode, we just have to preface we're a little bit tipsy for this. Um, <laughs> do I hate that I'm like kind of telling them that and I'm admitting it? We've just had a lot of spritzes today, as one does. Yeah. It's a Sunday fun day over here. <laughs> oh god it'll be good it'll be good to get loose for these questions reeves do you want to go first yeah pick a question to answer yeah i'm gonna choose this one question she said makeup tips to elevate your look um i feel like i have had a lot of trial and errors with my makeup and i feel like i've finally cracked the code um one of the things that really helped was getting my eyelashes in check. So I use the Grande Lash Serum and I curl my lashes every single day, even if I'm not wearing makeup that day. I literally have this thing where I feel ugly if I don't curl my lashes. I was noticing your eyelashes like 30 minutes ago, like, Thanks. you know, by myself in my head and thinking they looked really good. Thank you. Curling your lashes is such a way to elevate your look. Um, and then figuring out eyeliner, like... Some people look really good with a wing liner, and then I know with some eye shapes, it doesn't work. Um, I figured out that I love the look of a brown wing, but just like a little kind of flick. I wouldn't even say it's a wing, like a little flick. And I love the look of black liner on the waterline, but I feel like I look super aggressive sometimes with that, so it's more of a going out type of look or like a nighttime look. Or a brown eyeliner, I think, is nice yeah. for the day. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and then... I feel like just finding a really good blush and bronzer or contour combo that suits your face and figuring out where you like to place your contour really will help too. And just finding products that you really love and like look good on you. I feel yeah. like I feel like when it comes to elevating your look, and I've said this before, but it's not really about what you're doing as much as it is about what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but I just think like, eyelash extensions and stuff and like a lot of like crazy like overlining your lips with lip liner like a lot of those like really i don't know a better word to use than fake Mm -hmm. like looking things like artificial elements you have truthfully to me just the better you're going to look the more elevated you're going to look like an elevated like chic clean look does not include a lot of like 
fake like extensions and like overlining and like mm -hmm. tons and tons of makeup like it's really a lot more minimal and elegant than it is you know for picky. sure mm -hmm. so i just always think like it's more so about what you're not doing versus what you are doing and then also like a matte lip to me is something that i really yeah. always looks kind of crusty it just always looks yeah crusty. like that's another one thing to me like i think having a glossy lip looks a lot prettier mm -hmm. at least in my opinion i think so too yeah no harsh lines no crazy colors like when you're like chiseling at your cheekbone and yeah. there's a harsh line the crazy contour no. never looks very good mm -mm. i would just say natural yeah just everything looks good glowy yeah glowy look healthy <laughs> don't yeah matte. I feel like the old way to do your makeup was like very matte and now yeah. it's very much very glowy and cream products and stuff. I love a cream product. I feel like my face has changed because I use cream products mostly now yeah. and I love the way it looks. So I use a lot of powder products still, but I don't know why. But your skin <laughs> looks glowy. So I don't know. I Like for me, they just work better, but I don't like use cakey powder products mm -hmm. if that makes sense like i don't know i'm thinking of those like thick powder foundations yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah like mm -hmm. the 2016 like false lashes matte lips like just tons of makeup thick eyebrows that are like yeah. total like james the charles Instagram eyebrows yeah. yeah oh my god that was such an era mm -hmm. yeah anyways i'll pick a question now next question so this one was actually a dm because i posted on my story and i was like if you have like a long story you can dm it to me so i forgot to do these the last time that we did a q a so i want to make sure i do them this time uh this one says hi amanda i'm currently a sophomore in college and i live with my two close friends they both have boyfriends one of them goes to our school and the other girl's boyfriend goes to a different school and i don't have a boyfriend and i never have they constantly talk about their boyfriends and it really bothers me it is to the point where we could be talking about the most random and girly things ever and somehow the combo is brought back to being about one of their boyfriends i honestly don't know how they even do it it's like they're trying to rub it in my face and they have something that i don't have and that i wish i did have they also make fun of me and give me a hard time about the fact that I'm 19 and I don't have a boyfriend slash have never had one and haven't had my first kiss. They find so much amusement in talking about that and it's really hurtful. I brought this up to them multiple times. They apologize, but not sincerely and then continue to do it. It's really upsetting to me and I don't know what to do. My God, I'm sorry. That's a lot. Well, you're not alone. I didn't get my first boyfriend until I was literally 22. No. How old were we when we graduated from college? 22. Yeah. I I had just turned 22. Yeah. So that was my first boyfriend. Um, so never feel bad about that. So I can't relate in the aspect of I hadn't had a boyfriend. I was kind of a serial dater when I was younger, but I was later to have my first kiss. I didn't have my first kiss till I was like 16 years old, which Me too. is pretty late, I feel like, in the grand scheme of kissing and things but <laughs> but i also think unfortunately like my honest opinion on this is that it's a maturity thing with these girls and these girls probably have boyfriend sickness they are obsessed with their relationships i i feel like i've been on both sides of this situation i've been single and i felt like all my friends had boyfriends and then i've had a boyfriend 
and all my friends were single, you know? And, like, either one of those things can be kind of an isolating experience, friendship-wise, depending on how everything's handled. I would just say, like, right now, you might kind of find yourself in the era where you want to, like, focus on other friendships. And I know that it's probably really challenging being roommates with these girls. And, like, I would stress that it's important to keep things as cordial as possible. But if you've already talked about it to them multiple times and they haven't done anything to change their ways, anything change their ways, I don't know if bringing it up repeatedly is going to like really serve you in this situation. Like, I think if anything, it might just like make it worse. So, unfortunately, um, and it's probably just like one of those things they're gonna have to grow out of, like. I'm sure something will happen with one of the relationships eventually. And then it's like one of themselves will find them themselves being single. But just know that like it's a phase of life and it's okay. There's no timeline for anything like for having your first kiss, for having a boyfriend. I have a friend who just got her first boyfriend and we're 24, you know? So, and there's also people who like date someone for 10 years and then they break up and they realize they've only ever been in one relationship. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's like there's no rule book and there's no like perfect way to go about it. It's not like, okay, have your first boyfriend at 16 and then your second boyfriend at 18. It's just like, yeah, everybody is on their own timeline. Yeah, on their own timelines. It's everybody's first time living life. Like nobody's done this before. I think that's a really important thing to remember. And like, mm-hmm. you, it's just really part of adulting. Like 19 is like, I feel like one of those ages where you kind of for the first time start to figure out like everybody's on their own timeline and yeah. on their own playbook like it's where i feel like for me like going to college like things started to change like that for the first time mm-hmm. 19 such a fun age and i totally agree with amanda i feel like focusing on friendships like have a group of single girlfriends like go out with them like go yeah. to do stuff with them like it's so fun and 19 such a fun age like college is so much fun so don't get too upset about the roommates i know it's hard like coming home to them at the end of the day and like dealing with stuff like that also not to like shade them at all but i think that like they will probably realize too when one of them does get out of their current relationship that they maybe isolated themselves a little bit by being so Mm -hmm. into their boyfriend and into their relationship um and that's just, like, another one of those things that you... It's really trial and error, and you have to figure it out. Like, I've also done that and, like, been so obsessed with my boyfriend that I let a lot of my friendships go and then suffered when my boyfriend and I broke up because I didn't maintain my friendships as much as I wish I had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no perfect way to go about it. It's just kind of, like, learning. And, yeah, I would say just focus on your friendships. Invest in your friendships that are not your two roommates and know that like those two girls will probably come back to you at some point in life and like grow through this phase but don't let them make you feel bad and you know have boundaries with them because it's not a competition for like for getting your first kiss and having your first boyfriend you know totally agree it all it all comes out in the wash okay i'm gonna answer a question what's a signature piece you two think belong in your first home or first apartment okay kind of live for this we're you know in our home eras a signature piece what's a signature piece is that like something you should invest in like something everybody should have or like that i would always have in all of my in all my homes i feel like something i would like going back something that's really elevated my apartment and my house whenever i moved in 
uh, I bought a new bed frame and I had the same bed from college and it was like a literally a pink headboard. And I feel like it was so elevated whenever I splurged and got a new bed. And I love the way it looks. It's like timeless. It's just like a neutral wing back bed. And I'm feel so put together. <laughs> like I love it. So I'm glad I ended up doing that and got my bed. So I would say like get a good bed that's very timeless. Like everything I've like all of your big purchases, make sure it's something that is very timeless and can move from place to place because you're probably going to move a bunch at least probably i don't know if you're like us you will yeah so something that'll kind of is neutral will match everything and we all know your taste changes but i feel like big stuff like that doesn't really yeah i definitely feel like the furniture i have bought like it's not very much over the years like it's n more now than ever with buying the house but has been investment pieces and i would encourage that like to not just get a ton of cheap stuff i think it's better to have less things i mean make sure you have like a kitchen table to sit at but like you know when it comes to decor and like lamps and a little bit more unnecessary items just get something that's gonna last you and get something that you truly love and you're not gonna want to just like throw away in a few years unless like maybe mm -hmm. you're truly in college and like it's like your dorm and like obviously all that stuff just gets trashed but for me i think rugs really elevate a room yeah. like that is something that if you hate your flooring and you're, like, renting your house and you, like, just don't like the floor that they've picked, it's very easy to, like, cover it up with a rug. I totally agree. And I would say, like, a good rug is very important. That really can elevate the space. It really can elevate the space. I think window, like, Treatment. treatments can really elevate the space and they don't have to be very expensive. Like, that's something that I would always kind of have in my house like would never i mean i'm saying that as now that like so much of my house is still bare because we're doing it piece by piece but like eventually but now you know. yeah yeah eventually like of course i will always like have all my windows like with some sort of drape or shade mm -hmm. something like that yeah i feel like and having like in the living room because you're like having people over or whatever like chances are you're probably not hanging out in your bedroom with everyone when they come over mm -hmm. so like a good couch and my regret is getting a white couch like stark white couch because yeah. it is so hard to keep clean like i got it even not even knowing i was getting a dog but the dog aside just having people over like you want to snack on your couch like you want to be able to like relax drink a diet coke i literally am so next level i'm like mm, can't can't drink a diet coke on the couch like i don't know yeah so, those are my two things i think those are both really good ones and i agree with you like those will probably be my top two as well uh going along with the bed thing i think a good mattress is so yes. important like i have a really good mattress this is so brat of me which one do you have i have i think it's a beauty rest like it's not like super bougie but i remember it wasn't cheap it was like a thousand dollars or something yeah it's mattresses not are not cheap it was not cheap that is such a good one amanda I, I just know, like, when I sleep on other people's beds and they have, like, a shitty mattress. Like, okay, this sounds bad, but, like, Max, my boyfriend, before he we moved in together and we took my mattress, he had, like, the worst mattress. I had, like, a big, like, you know when it, Hump. like, yeah, in the dip, middle, a dip. dip. And I would, like, in the middle of the night, like, roll into the middle mm -hmm. of the bed because it would be slanted. Like, having a good mattress is so important. Like, your sleep is everything. Oh, yeah. I have the Casper mattress, and I'm obsessed with it. And I have the Casper pillows. And it's yeah. just such a luxurious experience. You have a really comfortable bed. I've I slept in your bed, and it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Another cheap way, like, I know she asked about investment pieces, but, like, 
another thing that people don't really take into account is getting dimmers on your light switch. Like, if you own your home or if you're able to, like, change out the lighting at all. But, like, go to Home Depot and just get, like, a thing of dimmers. It's, like, not – it's not expensive to change your lighting to dimmers at all. And you just have, like, a task rabbit come do it. Oh, that's so stunning. And, like, just being able to, like, make the lighting a little bit calmer in your space, I feel like, can really make it, like, where you can set the mood. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, like, very (laughs) – I'm, like, very against overhead lights. Love just, like, a lamp being on or, like, natural light or whatever. Just me, though. Speaking of house stuff, so somebody said literally how, in all caps, did you guys buy your house in Dallas? We are trying, and it's insanity. Buying a house in Dallas right now is so hard. I feel like it's totally a seller's market. As many of you guys know, Max moved home with my parents and I after his apartment lease ran out. You guys, it was the hot mess express. Like, obviously, it was never originally our plan to have Max move in with me and my parents. But we had been looking all summer. And when I say, like, I put in an offer on a house, I was the backup offer, didn't work out. The house that I currently live in, you guys, (laughs) this is crazy. We offered on it. And it had been on the market for less than 24 hours. Like, that is how quickly the homes were flying off the shelves, for lack of a better term. That's insane. It didn't even ever have an open house. They had an open house scheduled for the weekend. It was listed on a Thursday. We, the sellers accepted our offer on that Friday. Mm -mm. And the open house on Saturday never even, like, happened because they canceled it because the sellers had already accepted our offer. Well, it happened so quick, too, because I was like, okay, like, Every time I would see Amanda, I'm like, what's the new update? Like, whatever. And she's like, yeah, we found one. We got it. And I was like, what? Yeah, you kind of just can't take your time to think. That sounds like horrible advice. But no, it's so true. You just have to bite the bullet and do it. If you know what neighborhood you want to be in and, like, the bare minimum requirements, you don't really have that much time to think because, I mean, our biggest concern was, like, property value. And, like, beyond that, we were just kind of, like, we're willing to accept not-so-perfect details and whatever, and it's never going to be perfect, and yeah, we just did it. It was crazy. It's literally the cutest house ever. Like, I wish everyone could come see it. I love it. It's going to be so cute. Oh my gosh, I'm yawning. Yeah, I love it. It's going to be really cute when it's all decorated and finished, but yeah, it is, it is a process, and don't lose faith. I will say, make sure you have a really good realtor that is super familiar with buying and selling houses in the specific neighborhood you want to be in. If you can narrow down, like, a zip code and neighborhood, you will be so much happier. Like, it feels way less, like, mumbo-jumbo. For a while, we were kind of just looking, like, everywhere in Dallas, and that was not the vibe. It was just way too much going on. So I would definitely recommend getting a really experienced realtor who will like fight for you. And it's just super familiar with the market and the area that you're trying to get into. My next question, someone asked advice to someone who's struggling post-grad and being separated from college friends. I like truly have to work at Okay, that, like, came out bad. I, like, put in a lot of effort to keep up with my friends who don't live in Dallas. And it does help because, like, I'll go home and, like, visit my family and see my college friends there. But um, for the ones who don't live there, I feel like voice memo has been, like, the saving grace for us because... One thing people don't talk about is how hard it is to get your friends on the phone and, like, to catch up with your friends, like, post-grad. Yeah, everyone's busy. 
everyone's so busy. Everyone has different schedules. And I feel like it's just like super hard to get on the phone. And then, you know, when you do get on the phone, it's going to be like a 45 minute conversation. And yeah, so it's just a lot to commit to. Yeah. So voice memos have been great. And I'll just be like, hey, I just heard Patron Tequila, our little song we loved in college. And I'm like, I just thought of you like, what's up? This is what's going on, whatever. And then she'll send one back. And it's just nice. So I feel like that's good. Always having something to look forward to. So like we plan like girls trips to the beach or whatever for people's birthdays. I feel like that's fun to do. Um, Just always trying to get something on the books to see your college friends. Yeah. And like you just went to New York with your... Are they, were they that was my high school friends, but yeah. like same difference. You yeah. know what I mean? If you have a tight knit group of high school friends, like, yeah, we always try to have like a trip planned annually or something where we're yeah. all going to go see each other. And um, like going back to like struggling post-grad, I feel like putting yourself out there. We've said that a million times on this podcast, but putting yourself out there and like wanting to make new friends is like a good way to help yourself. I and- also think like something that people don't really consider is that making friends post-grad it's gonna be awkward at first yeah going on a friend date with someone it's gonna be like you're trying really hard to get to know this person and you're gonna Mm -hmm. have to ask them like kind of awkward questions like so what do you do for work yeah are you in a relationship like cheesy stuff and like it's okay and it will feel more natural eventually like me and reeves are post-grad friends you know what i mean like it wasn't always like oh come crawl in my sister's bed and record a podcast with me yeah it was like awkward a little bit first not awkward but like no it was it was like you had to try like and it was like feel them out yeah you have to like see if you guys are gonna get along Mm -hmm. and like yeah you have to just be okay being uncomfortable yeah and that just kind of goes along with post-grad life in general like Yes, you're going to miss your friends. Yes, it's hard to move to a new city. Yes, it's awkward, like, going to lunch with people and going on these friend dates. But it's growing pains, and, like, you will get through this phase of life. It's like when you first go to college, and it's like you really miss being around your parents or miss being at home, and it's, like, hard, and it's awkward. Like It's new. It's different. Yeah, it's new. It's different. It's, you know, It's just a phase. So I think remind yourself that and remind yourself that it's okay to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's temporary. All of it is temporary. So put yourself out there, you know, fight through the awkwardness. You will get Mm -hmm. there and it's so worth it when you do get to that point with those friendships because then you have like really great friends and, you know, it's not awkward forever is I guess what I'm trying to say. Like it's worth it to to put yourself out there and be a little bit uncomfortable for a short amount of time to have like that long-term gain exactly that's a good one do you creep on your boyfriend's exes no i kind of did like before we started dating and then i was like yeah no i I don't need to do that it's fine i i mean i think everyone would be lying if they said they had never like looked at the instagram profile of their boyfriend's ex-boyfriend i've totally done that in like multiple relationships i will say though max and i have been dating for such a long time at this point in my life no like no no like not in years but like i mean the first few months we were dating like of course i went and saw like you know where where did they go on vacation together (laughs) yeah or like you know like what like who is this girl? Where does she go to school? Like, stuff like that. You know, like, is she in a new relationship? Whatever. 
I think that's very natural and very normal. Don't yeah. be hard on yourself for that. But if you find yourself like years into a relationship or like if this girl is your Roman Empire, <laughs> like it's time to address what's going what's really going, going on. on because I don't think it's something you should be truthfully I don't. No. It's just my opinion, something you should regularly be thinking about. So I would say no, I don't creep on his ex-girlfriends anymore. So my next question, how to strategically splurge on pieces with a post-grab budget. Okay, so I've talked about my credit card habits on this podcast. It's not good. Learn from my mistakes. So I'm here to tell you my new philosophy. I try to sit on a purchase. Like if I'm debating on, like I'm looking at a couch right now and I really wanted to just like buy it and get it over with, but I'm like, okay, Reeves, realistically, like, do you think something better is going to come along? Do you think that you're actually going to like it? I try to sit on something for at least two weeks before I buy it. And that's like big stuff. Things online, like furniture and stuff. I'm like, I know it'll be there. So I feel like just wait and sit on it and decide if it's worth it. I agree with that. And I also think just like in the culture we live in these days, People like to make you feel like you need everything. Yeah. You you probably don't need it. Like, yeah. That sounds so bad to say, especially coming from like an influencer. Like, <laughs> like I'm always telling people they need things. On this podcast, we are. Yeah. And like, look, there's certain things I'm really happy I own, but like everything is relative. And like, you can always go buy that thing nine times out of 10 unless it's going to fly off the shelves and go out of stock. But I think just like asking yourself like genuinely, do I really need this? And if mm -hmm. you find yourself missing it and it's something that, like, will provide value, then, of course, buy it. But, like, if it's something for, like, an occasion, yeah, you probably don't. If you're, like, throwing a party and you think you need these really cute cups and straws, you probably don't. That's, like, a really random example. No, but Amanda, I, that's, that's what that's I was just thinking. Number one place I'm always so guilty of. Like, if I'm hosting, I always, like, try to go all out, which Me. is so cute, but it gets expensive so fast. And I'm, like... I don't need these, like, even when it comes to the holidays, like Christmas and Thanksgiving. Amanda, I, I was about to say that. Okay, I haven't talked about this yet, but, like, I'm still debating if Max and I are truly going to decorate for Christmas this year. With the new house, like, all of the expenses we have, I'm like, do we need to get a Christmas tree this year? Like, of course I would love a Christmas tree. Like, I love Christmas. Yeah. But I'm like, in the grand scheme of all the things we need to purchase right mm -hmm. now, like, a Christmas tree no. is something that's in low. your house. For one or two months of the whole year. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if you find yourself like really being like sitting there and being like, damn, I really wish I had this. Yeah. Then go ahead and get it. But if you just kind of forget about it or whatever. I also it. think it's better to own less things that are higher quality than a ton of junk. Yeah. So one of the worst things you can do is, in my opinion, is like go to H&M or go to Zara and just buy everything that you like. Like I used to, like this is something I will really pride myself on. I really used to do that. Like where I would walk into like Zara at North mm -hmm. Park and spend like $350 and get like a ton of stuff and be like, oh my God, I'm so excited about all of these pieces. They all break. They all fell apart. I all put them on Poshmark like six months later. Yeah. Like it was never stuff that genuinely I wore a lot. And like I do have some pieces in my closet, like a lot of pieces in my closet that I've worn for five, six, seven years now. Yeah. Years. And like when you think about it, it was like, okay, that like $300, $400 or whatever that I spent on whatever it was like really 
I mean, girl math, like, cost per wear ends up paying for itself. So, it's way better to have, like, five really chic outfits that you wear all the time Mm -hmm. than, like, a ton of shit because you will build a wardrobe over time. You will build a home over time. Like, this is what we said with home decor, too. Like, it's way better to have not as much stuff but have stuff you really love and like eventually you will get there and it's like not a race and it's not that serious and you don't have to have everything right now totally agree yeah Mm -hmm. okay reeves i'm gonna kind of put you on the spot with this one okay how is reeves single era going oh my god okay it's really going very well um i feel like i don't know i feel okay well Actually, I was thinking about one of my outs. It was going to be Hinge. <laughs> and I was, like, scrolling through Hinge, and I haven't done it in, like, honestly, like, maybe a month. And I was bored on the couch yesterday with my friends. I was like, should I just go through Hinge and, like, look through for, look for people? But the scene was very terrible on Hinge, so I feel like I'm going to have to meet someone organically, <laughs> like, IRL. And I don't know. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed like being by myself and not having to take care of people and worry about people. And it's been fabulous. I feel like I've spent so much time with my dog. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've loved it. Um, I met the cute pilot that I talked about on a few episodes ago. I was talking about going to Vegas on a little plane with a little pilot and it didn't end up happening but he's still texting me and he's so cute and yeah i feel like it's just fun to have something to like be excited about and like not knowing what's gonna come of it wait i have a question so pilot's still in the picture what about the royalty man the prince i actually saw the prince this past weekend i didn't tell you that he like listens to the pod. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and yeah, he's so cute. He danced. We danced. And like where'd you dance? Wait, are we am I like blushing right now? It's my face red. Yeah. Um, spider Murphy's. So <laughs> romantic. <laughs> On Friday? Yeah. Cute. Yeah. But like I'll keep you guys posted. I feel like it's been really fun. Also, I like matched with my childhood crush on Hinge like a month ago. So I feel like I need to like do something about that. See that through. Yeah, but like it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Good. She's slaying the single era. Yeah. Okay, so I got a question on my little thing and it said how to boost your confidence. So we have like a whole glow up episode Um, We'll link it below. I'm not sure which number it is, but I feel like just boosting your confidence is feeling better like on the inside. So alleviating things that are causing you anxiety, whether that's a relationship, whether that's like your space being out of whack, whether that's like a friendship that's not serving you, like start with things that are kind of like hovering over your head and things like that. And then um i feel like working out has like really helped with my confidence like i know that i don't have like major like body changes from working out but it's just like the way you feel and you feel so much more confident and then i would say like invest in a good skincare routine because 
I feel like nothing makes you feel more confident than when like your skin is glowing and like you're so confident with your skin. Because I know for me personally, like whenever I get a zit, I'm like, oh my God, everyone's staring at my zit. And I know that's not true at all, but having a good skincare routine has really boosted my confidence. And then just kind of like putting yourself together every day and feeling productive and looking um, uh, cute. I don't know. Put together? Yeah. Looking put together has really helped. Like I put on a little bit of makeup during the day. Um, I feel like that's helped a lot. I think confidence well first of all I agree with everything you said Reeves but I also think confidence as Reeves said (laughs) comes from within yeah and it really comes from like keeping promises to yourself which I know sounds a little bit vague and I think it took me a while to understand this but like that means setting yourself up for success and like setting your setting yourself up for promises that you can actually keep for yourself Mm -hmm. so not setting the expectations like so high do you know what i mean yeah. saying like starting tomorrow i'm working out every single day i'm not eating gluten i'm not eating sugar i'm like doing this nine step skincare routine every single night like not setting unrealistic yeah. expectations for yourself but saying like i'm gonna work out two times this week and then when you actually go and do work out those two times this week and then you do that week after week even if it's just two times all of a sudden you become someone who can identify as a person who works out weekly mm-hmm. and then you're a person who works out three times a week or you know etc cetera, etc cetera. it keeps going on and building on itself and like that's what's helped me the most with confidence and also just like understanding that like you and i'm still very much working on this like this is a thing i work on all the time but like are enough as is and just like existing is is all you ever were supposed to do do you know what i mean like there is no like certain benchmark that you have to meet to like be worthy of like being alive or mattering or being like someone who's loved or you know important Mm -hmm. like all you were ever asked to do was just like be on this earth and be kind so you know you're enough as is don't be too hard on yourself really like i think like you diminish your own confidence when you are like so so hard on yourself at least that's like my experience with the whole like confidence thing Mm -hmm. But yeah, our glow up episode talks a ton about this. So you should definitely go listen to that if you haven't already. Okay, my next one is how to start blogging slash influencing. So I recently spoke on a panel at SMU and this is something that we talked a ton about for like inspire or aspiring influencers and SMU is Southern Methodist University here in Dallas for like people that maybe wouldn't know that. I like went and talked with some other influencers on a panel to like their fashion media like program thing whatever besides the point we talked a ton about this and i feel like i got a ton of good tips from the other creators that spoke on the panel and overall my biggest advice is to just start like influencing and blogging or like content creation is one of those industries like there is no playbook there's no like step-by-step guide on how to be successful it's really like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and you can't get in that analysis paralysis of like wanting to have this huge strategy and like planning all this stuff out and then never taking action like the best thing you can do is just like have a goal in mind like know your why like why you want to do this why you want to be in this industry and to just start like even if it's a little bit messy you can tweak things along the way but if you're not putting out content you're never going to get to that like next level and that next step so the most important thing is to put out content and be consistent with it and even if it's just 10 people watching it you might mean like everything to those 10 people or the things that you're saying or doing or showing them might be providing them so much value that they really are depending on you and you want to show up for them so 
you know, your people will find you if you're genuine, if you're authentic. Don't try too hard to be relatable. I think that's one that a lot of people do nowadays. But um, yeah, my best advice is to just start and you can't care what other people think. You have to throw that out the window because if you care about that, you're never, this is maybe sounds a little bit too harsh. It's never going to work out. So there's just like so much about this career path because I feel like that's really what it is. Like it can be extremely lucrative if you want it to be and if you make it that way and if you really stick with it. So my best advice is to just start, be consistent, don't give up, know your why, you know, maybe do some self-reflection, a little bit of journaling. Like why do I really want to do this? And and just start. Don't think too much. You can't think too much. I think that's really the key. Like I don't think about all the people that are probably like making fun of me or talking shit about me. Like you just can't give that any thought like those people from your hometown or like whatever you know it's irrelevant it's good yeah what's your next one <laughs> that inspired me <laughs> thanks thanks this girl said i'm going to a new city next semester and i'm feeling nervous about being left out when i get back like i need advice about not feeling fomo and rekindling f- friendships when getting back okay so this is an exciting chapter for you if you're going to a new place and like doing something on your own and it's really hard to it's really hard to go to a new place anyways so um i feel like as far as like fomo you're gonna make your own memories and like make new friends and have a bunch of new experiences in your new city so i feel like you should focus on that and you'll like be able to recap with your friends what happened but you know if you're going back to wherever, like if you're going back home or whatever after, you'll be able to like hang out with them all the time. And I feel yeah. like um be present in the city that you're in. Yeah. Like don't worry about what's happening. Like my sister just moved to Denver and like the biggest wish that I have for her is to like live her life in Denver. Be present in Denver. Like mm-hmm. you have to give it your all in the city that you're in. Exactly. I feel like you can't be preoccupied with what your friends are doing at home or if they're hanging out at home while you're not there, they're going to. That's just like one of the things you chose, I feel like, by going somewhere else. Exactly. And like as far as like rekindling friendships, like you'll keep up with them. Um do what I said, like voice memo your friends, call your friends, FaceTime your friends, like stay up to date, but don't get like too absorbed with it and just be present. Yeah. Don't let it hold you back at all for sure. Your number one tip for post-grad in general. Mine is definitely that this time is for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I mean like this is your time to like take risks. Absolutely. Like college was also the time for that. But like, I feel like I wish something for myself like one of my regrets and I'm not even saying this is a regret because I feel like I kind of did it but like I wish even in college like I had realized that more that like you virtually have like zero responsibility or at least the least amount of responsibility you are going to have in comparison to the majority of your adult life yeah when things like having a huge career and like children and marriage and stuff like that come into play like most people don't even have a dog like you are literally only responsible for yourself so like go do what what you want like travel if you want to travel you know like be a barista yeah like stuff like that like it's not like you don't need to have this like big crazy career right right out of college if you don't want to like i think it's a time for exploration and to chase your curiosity and you know you don't want to be like 45 and look back on your life and be like oh why did i spend that whole time like in a job that i didn't love or in a city that i didn't love or a relationship with someone i wasn't i knew i wasn't right for 
Um, mm-hmm. I just think that like you have so little to lose right now and it's really your time to like figure out what you want to do and like who you are. So, you know, you can always like come home. You can always apply to a job or go back to school or like any of those big scary things. So have fun. You know, like that's my biggest advice. I yeah, feel like. I, I agree with everything Amanda said. I feel like my number one tip, like move where you want to be don't like base all your decisions off of like what your friends are doing like after college when you'll graduate um like be where you want to be and like everything is going to work out and you know always put forth effort into like new friendships and like making your life how you want it to be but i would just say like be where you want to be <laughs> i guess Okay, I think this is the last question we'll answer for today. And it is, where do you get your design inspiration for your homes? I love both of your spaces. Thank you. Thanks. Mine's empty right now, so. (laughs) Um, I am a literal whore for Pinterest. I love it. Um, I talked about Caitlin Wilson on an episode, I believe, and she's fabulous. So I feel like I get a lot of inspiration from her. Um, it's very girly, very floral. Um, and then I feel like just Pinterest, like so much inspiration comes from Pinterest and just kind of seeing what I like on there. I've always loved like more classic design uh, elements like I've never been drawn towards something that's like super modern or trendy I think like my biggest tip when it comes to home decor is pick pieces that are timeless like stuff that you know will work in your home for many years and if you're like what what's an example of that like how do I know like look back to history like what are things that your parents had in their house or that you've seen in Pinterest or like you know celebrity homes or whatever 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago that would still fit in a home today and i would say like make that the bones of your decor and then like add in like fun trendier elements in a lighter way whether that's like a lampshade or a pillow Mm -hmm. you know those are really fun ways to add like color and make it a little bit more fun but i mean one of my biggest regrets ever is like committing to a purple bed like i think we all know that i have like a big purple bed and it's a super nice bed and i love how it looks like so cute it's so cute but now that max and i live together he's like i don't want to like sleep on a purple bed this is like so girly and i have like a pink rug with the purple bed and i love it but i do kind of wish i had chosen something a little bit more neutral in this phase of my life like when you know we're moving so much and like i'm moving in with a guy and like it just would would have been a little bit easier if i'd maybe chosen like a white bed or like an off-white bed or like any Mm -hmm. other type of linen besides purple probably but it's okay like i don't completely hate it or regret it but i would say like the bones like your bigger items like you can always have purple pillows and those are really easy to switch out a purple bed frame is a little bit harder so learn from my mistakes in that way (laughs) so i feel like we should wrap up these were great questions thank you all for sending everything in these are like so fun to do i know i love q a we'll try to incorporate these like more often maybe we'll do them like once every three or four months something like that just so we can all catch up and i feel like we've talked so much about home stuff recently yeah like this has been crazy but it just kind of happens to be that era for the both of us anyways that being said it looks like it's about time for us to wrap up if you enjoyed today's episode 
Make sure to leave a review down below. Give us a five-star rating. If you are listening on Spotify, send this episode to a friend. We really appreciate you guys sharing the podcast. It helps us out so much. And we just appreciate all of your sweet reviews, comments, DMs. We read everything that you send our way and we're super grateful. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, feedback, you can always find Reeves and I on Instagram at TikTok. I am at it's Amanda DeWitt and she is at Reeves underscore Lee. And with that being said, ta-ta for now. We will see you guys here next week and have a good day. Bye. Bye.